Hey folks, Kay here with a quick heads up. We will be discussing sexual topics in this episode. Just wanted to let you know before you listen in case this is something that might make you uncomfortable. Enjoy the show. Tone Deaf is the journey of a musical theater nerd, bringing musicals into the life of their musically challenged spouse. The reactions to the musicals are real and mostly unedited. This show is for ages 14 and up, because sometimes you just need to use a swear. Now sit back, relax, and have a laugh. You're listening to Tone Deaf. a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse. I'm Kay, a musical theater nerd. And I'm Warren. I'm musically challenged. All right, so today we have Rent 2, Electric Boogaloo. Rent 2, The Revenge. (laughs) The Battles of the Rent. Two rents enter, one rent leaves. (laughs) Well, it's it's a little bit of a head-to-head, but not quite like the Jesus oh, head yeah, to head. That's, that's true. This I just, this is, this I, is I just have my one joke, Kay. I just I'm have my sorry. one joke. I'm sorry. I'm just doing what I can, you know. <laughs> so um, before we begin, I just wanted to thank you guys for uh, tuning in every week and thank you for the ratings that we've been getting on iTunes. This is just helping us out a lot. We greatly, greatly appreciate it, and it brings a smile to our faces, and we love seeing it. So thank you so much, and we just we just cannot thank you enough. Yeah. And if, if you're tired of us thanking you, then, you know, uh, spread this podcast to uh, some of your friends or family members who maybe don't know about it yet, and then we can thank them and not just you. Yes. We'll share the thanks around. <laughs> so, um, what I was saying last week with our episode um because i went off on that tangent and didn't quite go into the uh facts and figures that i had wanted to because i just had so many feelings about rent this week is the fact and figures week uh, you don't have to have a whole lot of feelings about rent rent is paid for this month so you know whew, it's okay it's all right <laughs> yeah we're we're good this month um so like i had said last week this show was super popular from the get-go and uh, the New York Times actually did call it a rock opera for our time, a hair for the 90s. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it was hair for the 90s. Um, so this show is the 11th longest running show in history, having run for 5,124 performances. Almost made it in the top 10. But I mean, Almo- it's, well, it's not in the top 10, so we got to throw it out. So it was in the top 10, but Wicked showed up and... On uh, Valentine's Day of 2016 at about 2 p.m., it took rent behind a back alley and beat it up, beat it up, and stole its lunch money. And <laughs> I'm going to take your spot and your little dog too. <laughs> Jesus! I think that just caught Kay off guard. It did. It really did. <laughs> So yeah! I was, was going to say, um, so after, after Wicked beat them up, uh, Rent got bumped from 11th place to 10th place while Wicked muscled its way between Chorus Line and Les Mis, which by the way, uh, that shit's still running. Which show? Wicked. Wicked. So yeah. Les Mis had better watch their back. 
Wicked is the uh, the theater assassin. Mm-hmm. Slowly, yeah, slowly Miz. creeping up on all these other shows. Yeah. Taking you them know, Les Mis had closed on Broadway, so Wicked could gun... F- wow. No. Jeez. <laughs> <sighs> I'm sorry, Kay. Please continue with your, your well-thought-out intro. So, where was I? Um, I was going to go a little bit into some of the awards... <laughs> Wow, I saw where my sigh came up on the uh, <laughs> on the sound. Yikes. So um, I was going to go over some of the rewards that Rent won. Um, so like I had said last week, um, it won Best Musical. It also won Best Book of Musical and Best Original Score. I think it also won Electricity, Heating, and Air. Um, <laughs> cable, I don't think, was in there. Utilities. Utilities. <laughs> um and uh, you had a lot of nominations for it, like for Best Leading Actor and Actress, for Best Featured Actor and Actress, Best Direction, Best Choreography, etc. Um, it did win Best uh, Featured Actor, and that was won by uh, the actor who played Angel, Wilson Germain Heredia, which is the same person who played Angel in the movie. Gotcha. So... Uh, that was that was for the Tonys in 1996, and then it also won Drama Desk Award in 1996, which is another um, theater awards. Uh, they had uh, Outstanding Musical, they won Outstanding Book of a Musical, they won Outstanding Featured Actor in a Musical. I mean, Wilson uh, was just taking them all. They must like, have gotten tired just, of winning. Just won so... <laughs> God, won so much. Um, they also won outstanding orchestrations, outstanding lyrics, outstanding music. Um, like I said, the show has just done amazingly well. They won the Pulitzer Prize for Drama. They won the Theater World Award. Uh, that was Adam Pascal and Daphne Rubin Vega won that. And then uh, in 97, they were nominated for Best Musical Show Album in the Grammys, but didn't win it. Still, Not sure who won it. Still cool to be nominated. Yeah, still good to be nominated. And I've seen some some uh, actors. All they can tout is ten nominations for this. Like never yeah. won, but they've gotten a bunch of nominations. Yeah, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Yeah. Yep. Um, shockingly, there's a junior version of this show. Wait, 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 wait. When you say junior version, like high school, that's what I was afraid you would say. Yep. There's a high school version, which I guess if there's a hair version, fine, sure, whatever. Um, they they cut down the swearing. They well, shit. They get rid of the song contact, which uh, you'll see, boy. So that's in the show, but not yes, the movie. Yes, and there's a reason. Um, the movie would have had a very different rating. So is it, so it's contact, does it have to do with uh, fencing or crossing of swords? Yes. Yes. It's a, it's a song about sword play. Um, it, <laughs> this version was licensed out by MTI, Musical Theater International. Thank you. Uh, who, if I remember right, are responsible for Avenue Q Jr., which... No, just, you know what? Stop <laughs> taking adult shows and making junior versions of yeah. them. Just, just stop yeah, it. I just stop it. <sighs> uh, um, 
Last week I had also said that you wouldn't see revivals of this. That was because I forgot that there was a revival in 2011. And the reason I forgot was because it wasn't well received. <laughs> was it like a TV one? No, or? it was like on, on Broadway. On Broadway revival. Hmm. Um, it only ran from August 2011 to September of 2012. So oh, so yeah, <laughs> geez, so just a little over a year. Yeah, New York Times basically described it as contrived, and in their words said it's not close enough or close enough to or different enough from the original to warrant revising weird yeah <laughs> interesting because i just i feel like it's like we had had this discussion last time i feel like if you're gonna do a revival like modernize it for the current time especially yeah. this kind because and... you know we were talking about all the lgbt things that they didn't represent as well as they could have because of when it was done it's like update that shit yeah but you know that um, yeah <laughs> Whatever. I'm not the one in charge. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That's not um, the one we're watching. In 2019, there was a, a there was a live version aired on Fox. And like I said uh, last week, we aren't watching that one because according to a lot of co-workers, um, the sound wasn't great. And I feel that to watch a show for the first time, if I can get the best sound quality possible then that's what I want, because, again, we both have auditory issues. What? Wow, I'm going to have to cut that down. Okay. Huh? <laughs> so, um, I do want to see this, though, eventually, because um, this uh, non-binary yeah, non drag queen named Valentina is in it as Angel, so, you know, represent. Woo! Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm, I want to see. I want to see that. I think my mom has that one recorded, too, that for the, us. the Fox one? Yeah. Mm. Um, last week, I talked a little bit about um, that there was kind of a following for this show. Um, this group was called Rent Heads. They were the folks who used to camp outside the theater to wait to get the discounted rush tickets to the show. You know, and I'm still disappointed in them for their lack of imagination. Why didn't they just go with renters? Like mm -hmm. that, that, I think that is way better than rent heads, but you know, Hey, well, whatever. So it probably was to go off of the grateful dead thing, the deadheads. Yeah. I can see that, but you know, like, yeah, it's, it's something different. And, and how about you be original <laughs> or at least attempt it? Yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> so, um, I'm just here to be your counterbalance <laughs> point counterpoint. Um, now, though, the term's kind of a blanket term for the super fans of hair. So the people... Of er, hair? Of rent. Okay. Wow. I, I, I was going to ask you to explain that connection, but... Huh. Okay. Goodness. K, K misspoke, everyone, which is okay. K misspoke. K is very tired. That is all right. K did not get enough sleep. <laughs> overworked and underslept. Yep, overworked and underslept. So, um, as you know, Warren... I know. I know something? Yes, you do. You know, because of Team America, that this, America! Show, has, that this show has been referenced by a lot of non-theater pop culture. Yeah. Like, yeah. a lot of TV shows have done it, including The Simpsons. They've, they have referenced it. Yeah. Um, you'll have, you know, Team America. Uh, Wade Wilson in Deadpool, he wore a Rent t-shirt. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> That made me go, hee. 
um, Forbidden Broadway has spoofed it. Um, and then another show that we're going to be watching called Hedwig and the Angry Inch has... <laughs> Would you say that title again? Hedwig and the Angry Inch. There's a joke I'm going to tell you off mic. <laughs> and I bet that it's going to have to do with the show. Spoilers. So, um... The lead of that show wears a Rent t-shirt as well. So, a lot of, lot of pop culture. A lot of, lot of homage being paid. To yeah, rent. a lot of homage. Um, so we're going to be watching the, uh, sort of the, it's, it's called the last performance, or the final performance. It was in uh, 2008. That was, that was their final show on Broadway. Um and is this a completely different cast? This than... is a completely different cast. Okay. May the people from the original cast do show up. Oh. Like it, I think just on the DVD extras though. I'm not 100% sure. Um but uh they they do make an appearance. So uh our main cast for this will have Adam Cantor as Mark, Will Chase as Roger, Renee Elise Goldsberry as Mimi, um Michael McElroy, not that McElroy as Tom Collins, uh, Justin Johnson as Angel, Eden Espinosa as Maureen, uh, Tracy Thorns though, she will be in there, uh, as Joanne, and she was in the movie. Same so, woman? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And then Rodney Hicks as Benny. So, um, this'll be as close to what you would have seen on Broadway because it is what you would have seen on Broadway. So this isn't a, uh, ugh, dang it. We just barely, had this it. isn't a revival. Okay. This is the last performance of their Broadway run before wicked decided to gang up on it and beat it up in a back alley. So for the, its this spot. is, this is the same show you would have seen when it first was. Aired. Yes. This is the same show that back in 96, you would have seen. Because they well, weren't I mean, changing things. I mean, not me, because I was like nine, and I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have let yeah. a nine-year-old. <laughs> I mean, they might have, because when my mom and I went and saw Avenue Q in London, some parents brought in their six-year-old. Yeah, but that's London. That's, I mean, you know, their censorship is way different than our censorship. I mean, they did have warnings, and I still don't know, because they have parental advisory warnings out for that show. Warning! I do Just not... because there are puppets doesn't mean this is Sesame Street. <laughs> I do not know why those parents took that child. I, with it's As worldly sitter, as my mom raised me, she would never have done that. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> not At least not without sitting me down and going, okay, sweetie, let me talk to you about some things. There will be swearing. There will be puppet sex. When one puppet loves another puppet, well, you remember the book. <laughs> when one puppet loves another puppet, two people stick their hands in their asses. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so because this will be a little bit longer, we're gonna kind of have this be a shorter opening intro. Um, and then we'll go and watch the show. We'll take a brief intermission and then we'll come back and you can let me know what you think compared to the movie. 525,600 minutes from now, seconds, maybe math is hard. 
Hey folks, your wacky and wonderful Warren here with a quick shout-out. Kay and I would like to thank our ticket holders for supporting our show, and a special shout-out to our Playbill sponsor, Jasmine Wu, and our crew member sponsor, Bianucci, for their generous monthly donations. Warren and I greatly appreciate your support of our show. Thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We truly cherish your support. Before we jump back into our show, let's take a quick break to hear from our friend Hillary over at History on Blast. And welcome to History on Blast. I'm Hillary, and I'll be your host as we call out history. Every other week, we'll be putting a different person, place, time, or event on blast for the shit that they pulled. This ain't your grandpa's history podcast, so if this sounds like your cup of harbor tea, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast catcher. And now, the lights are going down and the music is starting back up. So let's hop into the second act of the show. All right, Warren, so what'd you think of this version? No show but this. Last week was a miss. This show is great. This you cannot debate. This show's the best. It beats the rest. If you argue with me, Kay, you'll be sleeping on some hay. So... This was a really good version. Oh my god. Yeah, it was. This was oh a, my god. This was a really good version. Um, while I did like the movie and I thought it was very well done, mm-hmm. night and day difference between the two. Um, just absolutely night and day difference. Yeah. And you were very right. There's a lot of subtle stuff that they cut out. Um, the Broadway version is much more of a sung-through musical most yeah. of the time. Um, I would say like seventy-five to eighty percent of the time it's a sung through. Yeah. Um, and they do have parts where they're just doing straight dialogue, which is fine and all that. But you know, it, it's yeah, it's very different. It's very different. They're both good. I do like this one better. Same. I do like this one better just because of the extra insight you get to some of the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie, you know, for what it was, is a very... like. That's the thing, is I feel bad in this review because I feel like I'm going to be poo-pooing the movie by mm-hmm. talking about how much I like this version, and I don't mean to do that because, you know, everything in the, in the movie was great. Like, the actors were all great. The uh, actors were all great. The songs and everything was great i feel like everybody did a great job Mm -hmm. but it is a movie musical versus a musical musical yeah and so i just yeah it's i almost feel like it's one of those things that it almost kind of reminds me of when a 
book becomes a movie and people are like, ah, oh, the book is just so much yeah. better than the movie. It's just there's things you lose in translation. Yep. Trying to, to fit a different medium. And I really, like, they need to do more of this where they just have Broadway videotaped yes. and streamed. Dear God, yes. Like, th- it just needs to be done more. Just needs to be done more because it's so freaking well done. Yeah, to the Broadway producers that we are sure are listening to this podcast right now. Because we know that you consult our expert opinion before making your lofty business decisions. I would personally, like, spend money on a true Broadway streaming service. There is one with Amazon, but it's very limited. I would do that. And I, I mean, if you were to have just a camera set up every, every like performance or every other performance, there, there would be people who would watch. Oh, absolutely. There would be people who would pay money to watch it. Not everybody can get to New York to go see Broadway. And a lot of shows don't get to places. Yeah. A lot of shows don't get to places. Exactly. And it's just, you know, there's plenty of people in the Midwest, like us, who mm-hmm. would love to, to see live theater, but we, you know, don't have a whole lot of options. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe money. Yeah. And come on, like, you know, you want to spread your art to as many people as can see it and appreciate it. So, yeah, like, get with it, business executives. I would, I would totally pay for a true Broadway streaming service. Please do it, please, because this was fantastic it was everything i've wanted just yeah anyway anyway so enough uh kissing the butthole i do have a question though okay shoot warren yes Kay. what is broadway oh god i was hoping you'd save this for later but we can do it now so i'm gonna shine a light for all of you sophisticated well-rounded individuals listening I'm going to shine a light into the, uh, the, the mud pit that is my mind that I roll around in. Uh, I thought that Broadway was just one theater. I thought that Broadway was just one big fancy theater that all the big fancy theater people go to to see big fancy theater shows. I didn't realize that Broadway was like the Las Vegas Strip and there's a bunch of different theaters on Broadway showing different shows. So I had asked Kay, does Broadway only show one show at a time? And as you can hear Kay's laughter, uh, she just mocked me, openly mocked me, told me what uncultured swine I was and that her mother was right and I shouldn't, she shouldn't have married me. You know, but it's you know it's not my fault. It's, I'm just I'm claiming ignorance on this. You find folks out there, and I hope that there's someone out there who is as ignorant as I was and didn't know that Broadway wasn't one lone magical theater, but was instead this wonderland of theaters. Uh, so yeah, I learned something today. Okay, I did too because I. I realized that in explaining some of these shows, like saying, oh, they opened at the Nederlander Theater on Broadway and such, that I wasn't, I was going more by like context clues because that's something that's second nature to me is that, oh, Broadway's a street and it's got all these different theaters. 
And so it just took me by surprise because I was like, oh, I didn't do context clues correctly. So you want to know something stupid? Is it's not that you didn't give context clues correctly. For all I knew, the Broadway theater was like the Delta Center and just whoever whoever is donating money gets to name the theater. So if we had money, then the show would be presented at the Kay and Warren Theater because we were the ones bankrolling it. It hasn't been the Delta Center since I know. It's... it's Energy Solutions, Maverick Center, whatever. It's Vivint or some Vivint, crap now. Vivint Arena, whatever the hell it is. I don't know. I don't go to sports ball. I don't, I don't care to watch the Jazz not make it to the finals. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to die. Oh, here comes that sweet life insurance money. Is this admissible in court? If I kill her with laughter... Is that murder? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, I shouldn't laugh when it's this hot. <laughs> oh, I'm legit sweating from laughter. Or crying, or both. You're crying out of your pores from laughter. <sighs> okay, so we've gotten that out of the way. You know what? We got our tangent out of you know, the way. You know, we are, uh, are we really 22 minutes? Let's see. No. No, that's we're... Good. Okay, continue. That's so a continuation. We're, we're an unspecified number of minutes into the second <laughs> half, and I haven't even touched on my notes at all. It's just been making fun of me and, and things that I don't know. <laughs> Kay picks on me, you guys. Like, she's so mean to me. Just sitting there laughing at my ignorance. Like, it's not Holy my fault crap. I'm uncultured swine. I was born in a barn... <laughs> It's not my fault. <laughs> I'm gonna die. <sighs> so, okay, okay. The uh, Rent 2008 Broadway production that we yes. watched that was filmed was done by Radical Media. <laughs> uh, this show was produced by a surfer dude bro, wasn't it? Haha, <laughs> dude, let's like go to Broadway and we'll like record Rent because none of us can have Rent because we're beach bums. Ha ha ha. That was really bad. I apologize to any uh, any West Coast beach bums who took time out from surfing the waves to listen to our podcast and went, I don't sound like that. I'm very sorry. So, this show uh, is definitely different from the movie that we watched last week. Um, uh, the show, the differences so far that I noticed in the beginning, it opens with a monologue. To set the scene before moving on to We Won't Pay Rent, that song. Uh, we get more background about Benny and when he used to be uh, a cool dude and as well had more chemistry in, uh, oh, sorry, as well as more chemistry between Angel and Collins during their first meeting. Uh, except Angel apparently doesn't take no for an answer. That's creepy, Angel. No means no. Bad Angel. <laughs> He, he, like, is trying to, like, schmooze on Collins, and he's like, come on, we'll we'll go to the meeting, and then we'll have dinner, and he's like, oh, I don't know about that, and he's like, I don't take no. I, I think it's more of an I don't take no for treating somebody that, like, treating you out to dinner, because I just killed a dog, and I have a thousand dollars. Yeah, well, whoa, okay, let's not go that way. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, the dog murderer. Meanwhile... Roger is still writing one okay song. I mean, I don't blame the guy. If I found out I had HIV once, 
I'd stare at Kay with lasers in my eyes. Why? Because oh. I didn't get it. I'd be, oh, look, be looking yeah, at, no. I'd be looking at you with laser beams going, where have you been? And I'm sitting here going, why would you be doing that? Because I wouldn't be doing anything. <laughs> and two, I'd probably finish writing a book. If I had right. HIV, I'd be like, I need to finish my one great masterpiece. And it'd just be an okay book. So, and then uh, Mimi and Roger's scene uh, is pretty much the same, except Mimi has way more melanin in her skin this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, Mimi was hot. Yeah. <laughs> Holy smokes. Mimi was a very pretty young black lady with a very nice booty that was in, mm-hmm. that was in tight clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was torn between, do I want to wear the outfits, or am I just going, mm you know, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm very I'm, that outfit. I'm very lucky that I can comment on a woman and not have my wife get mad at me for it because she's mm. also commenting on a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> we see Joanne's parents before the engagement slash breakup party. Spoilers, uh, which actually is funny because I just assumed that scene would be in the musical mm-hmm. and it was not. Nope. So that is Hollywood. Kind of, that is kind of moot. Um, Angel uh, is the money honey doggy dispatcher we all love. Makes his entrance uh, bearing rent money and confesses to Pupperside. Uh, <laughs> same as he did in, in the other version. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benny shows up with his bribery song. I'm a douchebag who used to be poor, but now I'm married and up and now I suck. <laughs> um, Benny, I like Benny more in this version. Yeah, you feel more for him. You like, feel, well... Uh, well, okay. maybe not feel for him, but you can see where his choices came from. and uh, I don't know. I still don't like Benny. Oh, I still hate his guts. However, but... however he has one really good scene later on with Collins, mm-hmm. which kind of bumped him up a bit. Yeah. I mean, he's still a douchebag, but at least he's better than the movie version of Benny. Um, Joanne. Mm-hmm. So so Joanne looks really familiar in this. I like I don't want to say that black people look alike, but she looks so much like Joanne from the movie. Oh my I mean, God. I don't Kay, don't be mad. Please don't be mad, Kay. She dances the tango like the other Joanne too. Like they have the same moves. That's cuz they're the same person. <laughs> Oh, so Kay is saying that black people look alike. No, they're literally the same person. (laughs) No, Kay, two people cannot be in two different places. No, one person cannot be in two places at the same time, okay? They weren't in the same We watched her in the movie, and she's here in this show. She can't be in both places. Does she have a twin? Bad joke, I'm sorry. Moving on. (laughs) I do have a question, though. Yes. How does Maureen not have AIDS with how much she cheats? <laughs> I ask Kay. Because <laughs> she uses dental dam and condoms. It's I, Kay's response. I uh, proceed to learn something from Kay that I didn't know. <laughs> uh, moving on. The life support song is sung, different from the movie. Mm-hmm. And then it jumps to Mimi's dancing job, which is which oddly has a stricter dress code than the movie did. Mm-hmm. So this is one part where I will say that I thought the movie was better mm-hmm. because if you're going to be a dancing girl at a club, I felt like Mimi in the movie was more scantily clad. Yeah. And I felt like fit a club dancer 
thing better. Mm-hmm. Not to poo-poo Mimi in the theater show because she had a, a rockin' outfit. Yeah. But she also proceeds to, like, wear that outfit the rest of, or I should say the majority of the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really strike me as a dancer's outfit. It was mm-hmm. more like scantily clad going out to the club. It, or was, just even... it was her after-work outfit. But she was singing and dancing at the club while in it. They never specified that she was actually, like, at the club. They just had her singing, grinding on... I mean, the the set pieces in this are kind of fluid. <laughs> well... In that they're all the same set, and it's hard to sometimes tell where one place is and another begins. It's very hard for me to argue anything theater-related with Kay, because <laughs> she knows things and I don't. Oh, I'm just... I, I'm extrapolating different data than you are. Because I went, oh, that's probably what she would wear leaving the club. It's a, it's a very polite way to to put it. Um, I'm going to tickle you later. Why? What did I do? Just because you're being silly. I'm being silly. Yeah, you're being silly, boy. Okay. Well, that's fair. Um, differences between Kay and I. Man, that mic pack. I don't envy her. And I'm just over here staring at Mimi's butt like, Yeah! Mic pack. I didn't notice the mic pack at all. And then I just hear Kay being like, man, that's a big mic pack. I hope she doesn't get shocked. I hope there's a condom around that mic pack. Because apparently condoms are great insulators for mic packs. Yep. Learned that doing Godspell of all shows. Things I did not know. And I'm just like, yeah, mic pack. Not tight-fitting pants around a butt. To be fair, like, if if it hadn't have been for the fact that the mic pack was so huge, I wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> but it was, it was like, half of her back, and it was one of those things that my eyes went straight to that going, you could have hidden that better. See, and I didn't even... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know how they hid, could they hid it better? By having a woman with a nice butt showing her butt to the audience. Yeah. I didn't even notice the mic pack. You also don't know to... Uh, well, not to look for it, but it's not one of those things that... I, springs to your mind and you go, what? I noticed Maureen's uh, mic pack in a later scene. Eh. So, I mean, I did, I do notice some things other than butts. So, I mean, <laughs> I think that's a point in my, in my uh, category. Hey, I'm not, I'm not blaming you. Her butt was nice. <laughs> I just happened to notice the Hey, okay, enough about Mimi's butt. We have to break away from or Mimi's butt. we can butt. talk about her butt some more. We'll, we'll start a whole new podcast called Mimi's, Mimi's butt. butt. Yeah. <laughs> And I am HIV positive. That butt is awesome. Close your mouth, Kay. You're going to catch a fly. Holy shit. <laughs> what? She has HIV. It's not, it's not my fault. I'm not the wow. one who gave her AIDS, okay? She's, wow. a, she's a junkie. But after, you know, Mimi, she has her her song at the club and she's singing and dancing. And then same as in the movie, she, mm-hmm. you know, bursts in on uh, Roger, mm-hmm. who's still attempting to write his okay song. Uh, <laughs> dang it, Mimi, you don't burst in on a guy and his guitar. It's a special bond. He's busy writing his one okay song. I'm writing one mediocre song. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not... That's not good. It's not good. Like you talked about uh, previously, if the creator hadn't died, I think that's something that could have used a workshop, that, yep. that song there. Actually make it a good song. Mm-hmm. I feel like with how much it's referenced in that show, it should be a song that's, like, everybody's favorite. Yeah, and or, instead... It's a, it's just very much of a throwaway song. Yeah. It's just there to be like, I am sad that you are dying. It's like... 
back at life support, where everyone lacks dignity about their nightmares. Um, I feel bad making fun of that scene, because it's a sad scene. Yeah. You know, people <clears throat> just... Yeah. I, I know that we're treading previous ground a lot, but if I didn't write things down, then this would be our shortest episode ever. Yeah. Because it would have been, here's the things that are different. Good night, folks. And I can't remember if I mentioned it last week. Maybe you do. Um, When, with that life support scene, originally it was a lot more just, uh, forget regret, life is yours to miss, and there was no, like, talking about how scary it actually was for those people. Like, you didn't have, uh, what's his name? The guy that's saying, you know, I have a problem with this, my T-cells are low. That is in the movie, though. Yeah, that is in the movie, but, like, it wasn't originally in the show. Um, Jonathan Larson hadn't put it in. He had just had it be the uh, whole uplifting, positive mentality, and then someone with who was HIV positive was like, no, this is how we feel, is that it is scary. We are going to die. This is horrible. So he added in that bit with, um, wow, I cannot remember the character's name for the life of me, but the guy talking about how um, he, you know, feels like he's he's got a problem with the whole, oh, forget regret, life is yours to miss, saying... Uh, that he's scared that reason said he should have died three years ago. That line wasn't originally in it until Jonathan Larson had had that conversation. And then it was like, Oh, okay. I need to put that in. Which, where was this information last week? Kay? Huh? I think I was too busy talking about feelings with this show. <laughs> I'm just preaching you. No, that's that's cool that he actually had information given to him by someone who's going yeah. through that, and he could incorporate that. Which is part of why I said last week that if the if he would have still been alive, I think that the show would have had some revisions, some revisions, especially for LGBT issues. No, I think but. that's entirely plausible. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I don't think there's any grounds to dismiss that. Yeah. Um, one thing I was going to say, though, is one thing I do think the movie did better than this show mm-hmm. was showing, um, just because of tricks you can do with film versus mm-hmm. theater, one of the parts when they go back to the life support meeting and they're going around and you see people fading out of their chairs, yeah, symbolizing that people have just, they've, they've died and they're mm-hmm. not there anymore. That, I thought, was incredibly powerful yeah. for the film. You don't get that in the theater. You don't get no. that in, in that at all because that would be impossible to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than just have someone get up and walk out and you'd be like, why is he leaving? He's dead. Oh, but he's right there. Like, Yeah. Yeah. So the, the point to the movie, you know, mm-hmm. in regards to, to that. Um, better depiction of some visual drama. Uh, I just realized, though, there are more singing people in the uh, Broadway show than there are in the movie. More singing people? Oh, singing homeless people. Oh! Sorry, gotta add no an adjective to that noun. Uh, <laughs> there's more singing... Gotta ho- unpack those adjectives. <laughs> this is not Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> uh, I just, you know, there's more singing homeless people in the theater version versus the movie, but being homeless seems so magical in the theater version. Uh, Unless the popo show up to make you their ho-ho for show-show. 
And then the homeless lady yells at Mark. I mean, to be fair, if someone yelled at me and then sarcastically asked for a dollar, I'd tell them to go Feliz Navidad themselves. Because <laughs> it's Christmas! <laughs> that's That's the biggest change between this and the movie. Is the movie takes place, like, the opening of the movie takes yeah. place over several days. That's what you were saying, like, yeah. the movie obviously, yeah, the opening part of the movie, like, it's obviously night, day, night, day, like, stuff is happening. You're saying the f- whole first act of yeah. the theater version is just Christmas Eve. Yep. Which, that's a lot to cram into one night. It's mm-hmm. a busy night, especially when they're like, oh, we have a meeting at 9.30, and that's at the beginning. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, they're like, we have a meeting at 9.30, and then it's like, Protest, dinner, like song after song after song after song. City that never sleeps. Yeah, if you're a smack hound, apparently not. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I've always heard that heroin makes you sleepy. Yeah. So I don't know why Nini has so much goddamn energy. Like, hmm. I feel like she should be passed out in every single scene, except for when she's working. I have feel, no frame of reference feel, for that, so. Hey, neither do I. I'm just depicting, you know, what I've seen in, like, Train spotting and shit. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, fair. Fair. Uh, um, man, I say this a lot in my notes. I just realized <laughs> a Santa Fe restaurant. I love Southwestern food. I want to go there now. We can go there. I want the angel wing enchiladas. <laughs> uh, back to Colin's comment. I'd be super curious about the computer age philosophy class that he teaches. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can find a way to control alt delete the human condition, perhaps. <laughs> what? It's not that kind of a class. Please laugh. <laughs> I do kind of wonder what that means, though. Um, that's something I'd be curious to, you know, if I could talk to mm-hmm. the creator. And ask him about what does that mean, computer age philosophy? Because to me, that just kind of signifies that dealing with philosophy in the modern age, yep. just because things are so different. That's what it would be, probably. But yeah, I mean, I don't really have a frame of reference to go on. Um, I mean, for one, I've never taken a even as much as I am into philosophy, I've never taken a philosophy class because mm-hmm. college is expensive and I don't want to pay for it. Uh, so. And again, and again, Kay, just like in the movie, sex for rent. Oh my god. I am disappointed in Angel and Collins. That is no way to start a healthy relationship. Wait, you can't buy love, but you can rent it. I hope Kay doesn't raise my rent. (gasps) She she said she's going to raise my rent. I'm going to be homeless. That was not what that expression meant. (laughs) Unless... mm. Mm, this, <laughs> I was about to take things in a wrong direction. Okay, let's go. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and then I have a quote in here from Kay. <laughs> when you think about it, they kind of U-Haul. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, that's a lesbian thing? Yeah, yeah. I've heard. I'm, I'm just... So for, for you listeners out there who don't know what the term U-Haul refers to... I will direct you to Kay because she can explain it better. I've I've mostly heard it. Granted, I am bi. I'm not a lesbian, so, but I've I've heard it from other lesbians that it's the moving in together as soon as you like start dating, basically. And it's not literally right as soon as you've started dating, but it's it's at an early point in your relationship. But at the same time, a lot of Mormons U-Haul too. We've been dating for two weeks and things are going good. Let's move in together. Yeah. Yeah, I know you actually raise a fair point. It might be a 
Utah thing? I don't know, because relationships in the state seem to move at breakneck speed. So the U-Hauling is generally out of state, because I haven't seen oh. it as much with... But like, in Utah, Utah has weird statistics with all of that stuff. So, well, not statistics, but like weird trends with all of that, because everyone U-Hauls in Utah. It, you, Utah should be U-Halta. U-Halta? Yeah. Because everybody does it here. You halt so, to move in together and start having babies. Yeah, uh, yeah. Huh. Um, but it, it, I hadn't heard of it as a term until uh, seeing stuff from folks outside of the state. And then I was like, that's a, that's a thing. And it's mostly lesbians, but they Colin's an angel, the kind of U-Haul. But uh, Kay raises a fair point. At this point in the show, it has been one night yes they have not even known each other a full 24 hours yeah they're already committing their love to one another and being like i will move in with you and we will live together and i'll pay you in sex i mean there is kind of a depressing reason for that and it's yeah. why it's common in lesbian and yeah. other communities as well i do kind of get that it's because they both have aids and, and they're both gay yeah and they're, both, they're both i do get that like there are, there is reason Mm-hmm. you know, in their world for that to occur. But at the same time, I was going to say something stupid. I, as a straight cis white man, could not possibly understand what it's like from the perspective of two gay guys with AIDS living in New York in mm-hmm. the late 80s, early 90s. So shut up, Warren. Go back to your notes, white <laughs> You're boy. You're fine. You're fine. So... <laughs> it's 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 just one of those things that, like, it's funny to think about, and then if you think about it too much, you go, oh, but there actually is a reason why that is so common, and it's very painful, and it and people suck, and people need to stop sucking. No, it's, and it's true. If I had a uh, life-threatening illness that I was aware of, that mm-hmm. I knew was going to take me before my time, mm-hmm. I would probably live a little more... Uh, quickly well and not only that but like with the whole u-hauling thing um just when with lgbt folks it's hard to find someone who is your sexuality who also meshes with you it's not like you can find a lot of and not just not just physically compatible but emotionally and mentally yeah compatible as well and it's not just like with hiv you've got that if you're not hiv positive you've got that issue and so I mean, eHarmony, you know, doesn't really do same sex as far as I know, so... I don't know if they're better or not, but yeah, that used to be a thing. Yeah. They, they, yeah. They, I mean, they wouldn't match if you weren't Christian, so... (sighs) Yeah, that's actually true. So, funny (laughs) little side tangent, um, Kay and I met online. We actually Mm -hmm. met online on a dating uh, website. Apparently, her and I were on three of the same dating websites mm-hmm. and we met on a fourth yep so yeah so let's 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 just go to show you that um luck is involved sometimes yes so <laughs> yeah but uh tangent aside mm-hmm. angel does have a great scene um with buying colin a coat because after you know he got mugged in the opening scene his coat got stolen and shredded and stuff so he doesn't have a coat and it's Christmas time in New York, so it's freaking cold. Yeah, it's the worst cold. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's coast cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and uh, 
but he's buying uh, Colin a coat from uh, this homeless lady, and she holds up this one, and I can't remember specifically what it looks like, but Angel is like, no bueno, mm-hmm. and he does this, or she does this great thing where she, like, falls over very dramatically, and mm-hmm. is, like, kicking her leg up at the yes. coat, like... And it just reminded me of like almost like a cat, like, ew, get it away, get, get it, it away. away, stop. Get it away, no. No. But I just thought that was funny. She's... <laughs> Angel thinks it's repulsive and falls to the floor like a drama queen kicking and Angel at it. was right. That that was not a good coat. <laughs> See, and I I was too busy typing notes. I looked up and got a glimpse of the coat, but then mm-hmm. saw Angel's reaction. Yeah. And that's what I remember. So another difference with the theater version versus the movie, uh, Mimi's dealer sings while he slings his D, his C, his X, and his smack. (laughs) But he's going to make it. He's going to make it snow. We might just call him uh, Frosty. (laughs) Frosty the snowman. Frosty the blowman. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Thanks. Frosty the dope man. He'll get you high for sure. You'll be sucking dick to get your fix. <laughs> There's more than one type of flow. And we're explicit. Oh, <laughs> the joke presented itself and I had to go with it. I'm sorry, you 14-year-olds who are listening. Who I'm sure have no idea what that is. Because when I was 14, I totally didn't know what that was. It's It's a candy called Richard, but you can't have it. Until you're older, much older. So don't do drugs, kids. Stay in school. Yeah, don't do drugs. Drugs will ruin your life. Don't don't do drugs, kids, and don't 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 do Richard. Don't do Richard. Richard is bad. But good news Maureen's protest formance is still bizarre as all hell. Yeah. Only thing to do is throw her at the moon, I guess. I will say I liked this version of it better because she really sold the I am a early 20s white girl who has this idea of what I'm supposed to be doing to protest and stuff and I'm an artist. She, I, in my opinion, I thought they were they were about the same. I okay. mean, I feel like that both both people did a good job. I think mm-hmm. maybe one of the differences is is that in the movie, you're seeing everybody else, and it's lit, and mm-hmm. you're seeing more of the environment. In the theater version, it is focused on her. It yeah. is dark. It's just focused on her. You don't see anybody else. Yeah, and she has to sell that scene. Yeah, and it's a bizarre scene. It's probably one of my least favorite scenes, just because oh, yeah. it's just... it. I mean, it's just, it's just, it is what it is. When I said I liked it better, that doesn't mean I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) You're picking between two turds. I'm picking between two horrible scenes. This turd doesn't smell as much, so I guess I like this turd more. But that's not very nice because both actresses did a fantastic job and have great singing voices. Mm -hmm. And I applaud both of you. Yes. Um, One thing, though, there's no riot in this version. I was expecting a riot. Oh, you okay, Goober? Are you okay, Latte? One moment, we are going to I pause. I don't know if people heard that. She was whimpering. I don't know if she fell asleep and was having a nightmare. Yeah, one moment, we're going to pause our recording. And we're back. And we're back. So our, our poor sweet pupper girl had fallen asleep during our broadcast because we're so engaging and riveting. <laughs> And uh, had had a nightmare and was was making whimperies, which was very very sad. Yeah. So 
So thoughts and prayers for Latte to not have nightmares. Every, yeah. Everybody out there. Do a prayer circle. Everybody out there better be having good thoughts towards our dog. Yes. I'm saying that right now. <laughs> or else. <laughs> but, so what I was saying is uh, there's no riot in this version, which mm-hmm. I was kind of expecting just because I saw one version. So I was like, oh, it's going to be cookie cutter the same. Mm-hmm. But no, there's no riot. Um... Just a meeting at the Life Cafe where Benny tells the Good Time gang to get a life and join reality. Oh, and that Bohemia is dead. A vigil is held in her honor. La vie bohème. The song is really, really good, and uh, but it's still a word salad with a good tune. Yeah. Like, this, it's one of my favorite scenes, but it's just... I... I what was, sorry, what was the name of the creator again? Uh, Jonathan Larson. I, if he was alive, I'd be very curious to ask him... Why with that scene? Just like, like why the, why the word salad? It just seemed like it was a bunch of unrelated things and they just put them together because it rhymes. You know, it's one of those, I would be curious to know too, because my own biased thoughts would be going back to the New York Times thing, calling it the hair of the 90s. Hair had a lot of word salad songs too. Yeah, but everybody was just, high. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but still, or, or it could be like you know we had we didn't start the fire, which granted it's not a complete word word salad is we kind of a word salad. Fire. And so what they're doing in this, they're talking about a lot of things that are sort of hot button counterculture things of the nineties, and there's a lot more of an emphasis on punk in this version, like actually letting characters that are punk look like they're punk instead of grunge. That's true. And a lot of La Vie Boheme is um, counterclockwise culture. You know, it's going Mm -hmm. against the establishment and what people consider to be normal. Mm -hmm. We're just too real, man. You just can't handle us. That's kind of the the attitude of it. But, um, (gasps) oh no. My My computer is And we're back. And we are back. After my computer attempted to sabotage me, it's going, you are crazy, Warren. I hope you enjoyed the do-do-do song. That's our new intro. (laughs) (laughs) Our new, new intro. (laughs) I I can feel a disturbance in in the the tone-deaf community as thousands of voices cried out in terror and suddenly unsubscribed. Um, (laughs) So... (laughs) Okay, uh, so after the word salad with the Good Time Gang at the Bohemian Rhapsody Club, uh, <laughs> we're back to Mimi and Roger bonding over both having HIV. Yay! Common ground, build strong, lasting relationships. All the friends are creeping in the background during this intimate scene. Go drink your wine and beer. Like, it was... It was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I don't... I don't know if I particularly like that part where these two are having a very serious moment and everybody else is just sitting at the table watching them. Mm-hmm. I feel like that scene could have been those two having an intimate scene 
with everybody else like looking like they're just having dinner and like yeah almost talking being engaged with each other because mm-hmm. that to me would have symbolized that they that Mimi and Roger are somewhere else they're still in the building maybe they're outside they're just in a corner somewhere yeah. having their moment while the others are enjoying themselves you know mm-hmm. eating food having their wine and beer but instead all eyes are focused on the dysfunctional yeah. duo that is these two oh my god and like, it just seemed weird to me that's another thing that was kind of uh that, that it's it's one of those changes that this show this version has or i guess that the movie made from this version um you've got that that roger and mimi are right there when everything's happening and i do have kind of a theory on that that um we have so much of this framing device of mark things being from mark's perspective maybe this is mark's perspective that everyone should be focusing on this love story that's happening right in front of him and would be so good for his film but that's my own thing because we don't have the creator here to but that's to. that's not an improbable possibility either mm-hmm. especially with like in the movie as well as in the show he's documenting everything making a yeah. film so that that's that's actually a very good hypothesis I, yeah I, you know bravo to you because i was just gonna bitch and moan and you're like here is a actually plausible well and one reality of, one of the things that makes me think that is because of mark's thing that ends the first act where he's talking about the riot happening and everything going on in the life oh. cafe and then he says and uh in, in a corner oblivious to all of this mimi and roger share a small kiss and you have that moment where they're just off on their own and so it's one of those like this is oh this is all from from Mark's perspective. This is his and film. I, and I was totally wrong. There is a riot in this. Yes, it's just it's in the not very... on stage. Yeah, they just mentioned that people are sitting there mooing. Yeah, they just <laughs> mentioned that there's a riot going outside. And uh, that's where we have the act break. And yes, where... and where Joanne breaks up with Maureen for the first time. Oh, that's right, because she watched... Cause, uh, uh, Oh, that's right, because during that whole part, Joanne keeps coming back to be like, hey, can I can I join the festivities? And mm-hmm. Maureen's like, no, you got to finish packing up equipment. Make sure mm-hmm. you do this. Make sure you do that. And then while Joanne's gone, like, she's coming back, and uh, she catches Maureen macking with a girl, mm-hmm. and she's just like, that's it. And they, yeah. So you're right. They, they do break up there. I forgot about that. Yeah, and Benny says his first hint about the fact that he and Mimi were a thing. Were a thing three months ago, and I have a feeling he's been married longer than that. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Mm -mm 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 -mm. just another point in Benny's a douchebag. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, that's where where it ends, and then we have a nice ten-minute intermission Mm -hmm. in which we we got our dinner and and, uh, just talked a bit. And then the show breaks from the intermission with... 525,600 catchy lyrics. And then on to the New Year's rockin' breakin' party. Uh, Maureen is not thrilled about Joanne and Mark being buddies. Mm-hmm. And it's cute to watch the the two recovering heroin addicts be in love. Because oxytocin is addictive. <laughs> and uh, these bunch of junkies, after some answering machine messages, Benny shows up to talk about how he banged Mimi and Roger still acts like a little baby bitch. Mm-hmm. I... I wonder if Roger is based off of a real character or not. I wonder that too. Because I feel like Roger is 
one of the most emotionally stunted and immature people mm-hmm. I've seen. Like, in this show, definitely, but, like, in any media. He yeah. Is, he has this... I don't, you know, maybe it's because he fancies himself a rock star. So he has this attitude of like, everyone should want me before I even know that they exist. And if they had a life before they met me, then, then, then. (laughs) Well, and like, the the thing that pisses me off with Roger, too, is that like, he's so quick to believe Benny when Benny comes in saying, oh, Mimi seduced me in order to get your apartment back. And Mimi's like, no, I was on my way to work. And you came on to me and I kicked you because you were trying to, you know, it, it's, it, it made me, it, it always rubs me the wrong way there. Cause it's like, Rogers, stand up for your girl. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to guess, I think part of that is, is the, uh, the, is the fear that people always have that mm-hmm. the person they love is going to hurt them. Yeah. Or, you know, cheating on them kind of thing. So someone comes up and they're like, yeah, I banged your girlfriend. They're like, I knew it because I had these suspicions in my head because I'm emotionally insecure and I'm mm-hmm. worried that someone's going to leave me. And this yeah. just confirms it. So I think it's that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But because Roger is an angsty rocker, he just, he, 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 he's a knee jerk reactor. Anytime anything happens, yeah. he's just, <laughs> yeah. And he's next to Maureen. Okay. Okay. So Maureen, Ugh, shit. So Maureen and Benny, I probably don't like equally mm-hmm. for different reasons. Close behind them is Roger. Yeah. So those three are at the bottom of my do not like list, or should say they're at the top of my do not like list Mm -hmm. uh, for characters. Actors are great. Yeah. You know, it's how you know a good actor is if you hate their character Mm -hmm. (laughs) because they're very convincing. But anyway, back to this. Um, Roger and Mimi get over the fight faster than in the the movie, which I was like, okay, cool. Done with that, that bit of angst. Only for the Dark Lord of Smack to return and tempt Mimi with snow or something. Powdered sugar, maybe? <laughs> Mimi's a dancer. She's watching her carbs. <laughs> Maureen and Joanne uh, have their Take Me or Leave Me song. I vote leave. Maureen is a whore and Joanne is nice, respectful, and not a whore. Opposites attract, I guess? <laughs> I don't know. You and I have some opposites, but... Mm-hmm. I know you and I are interesting because it's like we have a lot in common emotionally and mentally, mm. but when it comes to things like interests and hobbies, it yes. is wildly different. Yeah. Like there's been more overlap since we've known each other, mm-hmm. but still, like still wild, different, wildly different. Um, on to the next topic: stop killing Angel. I hate seeing Angel dying. I am done with it. Stop. Stop it. No more. Let Angel live. I agree. Like I'm, I'm, I'm so tired of seeing these two sweet gay lovebirds going through emotional torment while everybody else around them who could have good relationships is pissing them away. Yeah, and it's just it's super sad that the two people who like are so good with each other are not allowed to be together. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm sure there's some other subtext intentionally put in there that mm-hmm. I'm not glimpsing at the moment but I I I don't like it I don't like it 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 makes me sad yeah uh, me me too I I wish that uh, it it's one of those things where it's like okay yeah the reality of it but also 
No, just just let hey, let Angel hey, and hey hey Mimi has AIDS AIDS and she lives at the end. Yeah, that's so, always bothered me. So why is it why is it always that 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 Angel has to die? Like, okay, next revision of this show. How about this? Mimi dies, Angel lives. Okay. Or something. Actually, better yet, Roger dies. Can we have Roger die? Oh, sorry, I'm thumping your computer. It's all uh, right. You know, no, no, Roger can't die because it wouldn't have the same. Oh, damn it! Angel has to die. Otherwise, you insert any other character into that scene, it doesn't have the same emotional impact. That's mm-hmm. why Angel has to die. And to, it sucks to draw tears out of the audience like they did with you. Like yeah, I'm, I'm, I. Yeah, I'm getting to that. So, <laughs> actually, in a couple notes. Note to Roger, stop being a bitch, life goes on without you, grab Mimi by the hips, live life while you have a life to live, you brooding punk emo wannabe baby butt face bonehead. <laughs> I love alliterations. Um, and here comes the song that's cut from the movie, says Kay. Warren waits in anticipation while the answering machine lady spiels her karching karching speech about trying to get Mark to come work for her, because I can pay you. <laughs> this song. This is the song that Kay was telling me about. Hot, hot, hot. The anti-condom song. Kay says this song is about being sexually frustrated during the AIDS crisis of the 80s and early 90s, because condoms don't exist. I'm sorry, but when oh. faced with life-threatening disease, it's better to not die. Well, it's not that they don't exist, it's that they're wanting closer contact yeah, in their I know, life. Yeah, I and I get it. I get it, but if you're promiscuous, oh, yeah. and you're banging a bunch of different partners, mm-hmm. and you know that there's this disease floating out there that's communicated, that's communicable through bodily mm-hmm. exchanges and through sex, you deal with it, you know? Because yeah. you know what you do otherwise? You pick one partner... And you only have sex with them. I think part of it, too, will come with... Uh... <laughs> will come. God damn it. Um, so, you don't have... Wow, this is definitely going into territory. Um, it, they didn't really do, like, the super thin condoms that they have now. They were... <sighs> and you don't have as many people knowing that you need to lube. You need to, like... Yeah. I'm trying to not send this into explicit territory explaining why this would be about the frustrations of sex during the 80s and 90s during the AIDS crisis. Because even if you're with a partner, like say that you're not HIV positive, but they are, but you want to still have sex, you got to have a condom and yeah. No, I mean so it I, becomes it becomes frustrating. No, I mean I totally agree. Raw dogging is way better than using a condom, but <laughs> but you know, AIDS. It's okay, Kay. I'm about to make you sad. Oh, God. Yay! The funeral scene! The scene that makes Kay cry. Stop making Kay cry, you bastards! Yeah. And this made me cry more so than the movie. Because the movie, they just have Angel's coffin, they have a picture, they have the drumsticks. The stage play, as they're doing Angel's eulogy, Angel gets off of the table with the blanket hanging behind him. They're behind her. Um, 
which they they swap back and forth on gender a lot for angel so it's kind of hard to know which pronouns to use with angel but uh as as she's walking off the stage as everyone's talking about her she's just got this light bathed down on her and at one point when mark is talking about her uh with the New York tourist, she turns back and smiles. Mm -hmm. And that's when I just was like, okay, (laughs) here come the tears. I think you also were crying during the scene that uh, has Colin pick up Yeah, during Without You. Yeah, Without You. And then lays down next to him and stuff. Yeah, that was... Screw you. Yeah. Screw you, directors. You made me cry. Like I've you made said, me cry more than the movie did. Like I've said before, uh, I don't feel normal human emotions, so Kay feels all of my sorrow for me. It's not good. And, yeah. Um, but back to something a little bit more chipper. Uh, we have the couple's fighting song, mm-hmm. where Roger has his guitar car and is southbound for Santa Fe, and, jo- and uh, Joanne and Maureen are dysfunctional as ever, Oh, and Benny is a cheating bastard. Yep. And Mark tries to talk some sense into Roger, but Roger is a boner-brained baby and even gives opportunities at redemption and repair, he bails. Mm-hmm. Like, Roger officially is less useful than Benny, and that's saying something. Yeah. It's just, like, that's the thing. Is this The scene in this show was definitely more emotionally charged than in the movie mm-hmm. because Mimi is basically, like, saying, comes to him, and, they, and then Mark makes a comment, like, She's, you know, she looks pale, she's thinner, like, you know, she's on her way out. Yeah. Like, don't you want to be with her before it's too late? And he's just an angsty prick, and Roger's like, no, I'm gonna go to Santa Fe. I'm gonna open up my own restaurant with, with blackjack and hookers, and... Mm-hmm. Christ, not with those words. And, uh, Mimi is, like, telling him, like, I just came to say goodbye. Like, yeah. I just came to say goodbye, kind of thing, and it's like... Uh, I hate Roger. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't. I don't like Roger. But and Benny, you know, is like, oh, I'll pay for rehab if you want to go to rehab, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And it's like, well, there's a positive point to to, to Benny, Benny the bastard. Um, and Colin and Benny have a moment that was sweet, mm-hmm. and it's actually the 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 moment that made me like Benny. At least, at least in that moment. Yeah. Because it's after Roger leaves, and everybody's kind of bummed, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but, like, Colin and Roger, they're just like, let's go, what was it, go get drunk or something well, like that, Well, Collins it? gets thrown out of the church because he couldn't pay for Angel's funeral. That's right. And I, I hate very few characters more than that priest. Just for his get out of here, you know, like he was he he was a homophobic priest and yeah, he throws throws a a slur slur and I it's one of those things that I'm just like, yeah, but that's also just that's me doing God's work. But (laughs) yeah, it's yeah, it's not if your religion makes it so that you do that sort of garbage. I'm sorry, but it's wrong. I'm yeah. sorry, and I we might lose people for that, but Especially I just based on love. It's it just if if you're being taught to hate, 
that's not okay. That's yeah, not okay. And that's not what you should be being taught. And that's not what I learned until we had people who had their own prejudices running things. Then it was like, oh, now it's time to gay bash and be homophobic and be transphobic. And it's like, no, don't. No, that is not what you're. Anyway. Anyway. Anyways. Sorry, the, the priest in that gives me angry feelings. <laughs> but speaking of hate, Mark hates the corporate film world. Yep. Mark really hates it, and he hates covering uh, vampire welfare queens who are addicted to bowling. Because we're living in America at the end of the millennium. <laughs> I know that that tune is way off. <laughs> Bite me. I, I, it's, it's all I've got. I'm sorry. Uh, and then we have the parent choir of voicemail messages. Call your mother's folks. Beep. <laughs> um, Roger and Mark are having a bro moment. Oh, see, so I'm, sorry, and they're doing that part. Uh, Roger, like the little bitch he is, ends up coming back to New York. Mm -hmm. And Roger and Mark are having a moment, a bro moment, when Collins comes in with money, 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 courtesy of an angel. They're singing about their Santa Fe cafe when Joanne and Maureen crash the good times with a dying Mimi. Women, am I right? Always the killjoys. <laughs> Hear the dog rustling like, oh no, mom's gonna kill dad. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I gotta get a new dad. <laughs> Looks at Kay. Just kidding. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> Roger and Mimi should both tell each other how much Roger sucks and how much of this is his fault. If Roger wasn't such a little bitch, he would have been with Mimi and they would have had good times before she hurtled towards the abyss. Now he's going to murder her with his mediocre song. God, I hate that song. Yeah, I do too. It's it's not a good song. It's a lame song. Um, and after Mimi's resurrection, the entire cast and the past cast come on stage to sing Seasons of Love, and it was awesome. Yep. So, just like in the movie... You know, Mimi dies, but then gets spit out by heaven because they're like, this guy, Angel, this lady, Angel, says you're not, it's not your time. You got to go back to that white boy in his mediocre song and tell him he needs a rewrite. <laughs> and uh, then they're just, they're doing their singing and everything's better now. Turn around, girlfriend. Listen to that boy's song. It's trash. You got to tell him. <laughs> tell sucks. him it sucks. <laughs> Your song was so bad, it kept me from dying. Um, <laughs> heaven, I was dying and heaven heard it, and they were like, oh, hell no, shut the gates. Um, <laughs> but I really actually, like, it's not applicable really to a comparison between the stage and the movie version, mm -hmm. but I just thought for the fact that this was the last mm -hmm. uh, show for the Broadway cast yeah it was really beautiful to have the old cast and the current cast everybody mm -hmm. together singing on stage yeah it was just really nice it was wonderful and it was really cool yeah and uh yeah so that's the end uh i do think that i liked the broadway version more than the movie mm -hmm. not that the movie again not that the movie didn't do well not that the movie didn't have a lot of strong points and things in its favor just that you can do with film that you can't do with live theater mm -hmm. but just overall um everything tallied and counted for the the theater version was 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 really good it was better i i agree 100 percent. and 
man, it's hard to it's hard to compare two really good things though. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, the movie is it's a movie. It has a lot of silent parts where they're just showing, you know, people moving, walking, singing, mm-hmm. you know, and then they'll have regular dialogue and then song parts. And then you have the theater version, which is much more go, 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 go. Yeah. Like it's song after song, you know, speak, singing in between. Yeah. Songs, you know, I would say there's, there's far fewer points where there's just dialogue. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting too, because you see what they have to do with their limited set too. Yeah. And it's, it's more, I, I don't know the right word to use for it because i wouldn't say gritty but it's more well and especially because this show you know went from previews to opening without anything from the creator it's more organic maybe i don't know i don't know what the word is that i'm trying to say because this is what we saw was what you would have seen in 1996 yeah it's it's the same thing. I don't know. It's definitely faster paced. It doesn't mm-hmm. have the, the slower moments of the movie. Yeah, and it think, does not feel like two and a half hours. And I think that because it's faster paced, that's why you were able to get in more uh, subtle character building stuff with mm-hmm. characters. You're able to have more scenes. Like, it's just you're able to have more in it, even yeah. though it was in a limited space. But, yeah, both good. Both are yeah. very good. Um I do give the point to the the theater version, though. As I've yeah. said 15 times in the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. It was good. Awesome. It was definitely good. So, uh, next week will be something a lot lighter and a lot happier. And, um, one sec. I need to pull up the name of the person that I'm thanking for this really quick, because I, I am so thrilled that they were able to hook me up with this. Um, so we're going to go silent. All right. So I need to thank KDM1412, who was also our first reviewer, because they sent me some links to the show that we're going to be watching next. I am so freaking excited. Thank you, KDM. We are going to be watching... Legally Blonde, the musical. What? Yes. So, okay, quick question. Was it a musical before a movie or a movie before musical? Movie before musical. Okay. This is the musical based on the movie. So, spoilers, I have seen the movie. Yep. I'm excited, though, because I like the movie. Yeah, it's going to be so fun. That's going to be our next show? Yes. Sweet. I'm I'm excited. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much for providing those links. Yeah, thank you so much, KDM. You're just, you're awesome. Ah, all right. So, thank you guys so much for listening. We really hope yeah. you enjoyed. And thank you for coming back week after week. And, and uh, we really hope that uh, you're you're sharing this with your loved ones. And, you know, please take a moment and, and rate, rate us on iTunes. Um, like I had said earlier, uh, I have a, a thing going with Kay right now. <laughs> Say if you're cultured or uncultured. Because uh, I want to, I want to, I want to know who my... My, uh, my swine brethren, <laughs> my swine brothers and sisters out there are, but I assume that most of you are, are far more cultured than I am. So we've got uncultured swine. What would the cultured be? Just I cultured. Mean, okay. Just cultured. 
Because, I mean, I'm partial to, like, cultured crow or something, but that's just because I like corvids, so. Yeah. Yeah, that is because you like corvids. Yeah. I, I don't know, because in my brain, I picture cultured is, like, a pig with a monocle oh, and yeah, a top hat and a cane that's, that's looking fair. all fancy. And then uncultured is just rolling around in the mud. Looking... Cultured porcine. There you go. <laughs> I'm a nerd. <laughs> but you can uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Tone Deaf Musical. Mm-hmm. You can send us an email at Tone Deaf Musical at Gmail. Uh, if you want to help support the show, um, you can re- find us on Patreon.com at Tone Deaf Musical. And we just really, really appreciate everything you guys do, sharing us with friends, family, um, helping us, you know, get a little bit. Uh, bigger of a following just so that we can entertain more people like it's it is we check our we check stuff every day and it is just so gratifying it brings a smile to our faces to Mm -hmm. just see more downloads and to see that we're reaching more people like i i don't really know how to describe it other than it just gives me warm fuzzy feelings it's it's the first thing that i check in the morning and it's really nice so thank you yeah. guys and thank you for coming back week after week and and having fun with us yeah like, we thank just, you we just can't thank you enough and thank you for being understanding when our opinions differ or our beliefs differ because they often do <laughs> yeah remember uncultured or just differences <laughs> occur different strokes for different folks um but yeah just gosh guys thank you so much oh we also do have facebook uh tone deaf musical Uh, i can't remember if we said that already nope um okay so yeah we have facebook tone deaf musical right now it's mostly just uh posting for new episodes um i do want to try and get some memes going on there some real dank memes dank theater memes dank theater memes like all the cool kids are doing. What's up, cool kids? <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We can't say it enough, but. Thank you. From the bottom of our hearts, I'm Kay. I'm Warren. Thank you for listening, and this has been Tone, Tone Deaf. Deaf.